Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. guys welcome to the trade deadline recap show that ben and brown and i will be doing um ben how you doing this thursday night buddy i am fantastic um it was a hectic day in the nba as far as uh big trades i see that you're rocking your chicago Bulls shirt uh rightfully so um once have things to be happy about yeah yeah they yeah they had a huge day so and we'll get into all that but uh yeah, man, just happy to talk talk all these moves and, and see what teams made good moves, bad moves, and and how it's going to shake out as far as playoff uh, reactions. So, ready to get into it? Yeah, man, absolutely. So, I don't, I didn't know what to expect going into today because you know there's always smoke during the trade deadline. There's always like, especially the days leading up, where it's like you hear about this guy and this guy, and things could go like this way and things could go that way, and you're like, oh, okay, sure. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you heard the Bulls were going to be pretty active quite a bit for your guys like Lonzo Ball. Um, you heard the Nuggets were be pretty active. You heard that the Celtics were going to be active. And to an extent, a lot of that was true. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously the first trade of the day, the Nuggets get JaVale McGee. And you're like, okay, cool. Let's get back up to Jokic. JaVale goes back to Denver. Um, I like that move. I think it's a good move. I love them. that move. Yeah, yeah, I love that move. And then I'm like going through my phone and I'm like, okay, what's, what's, what else is coming up? What's, what's the conversation? And all of a sudden, it's like the Chicago Bulls are acquiring Nikola Vucevic for Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter. And I'm like, and two firsts. And I was like, huh? And <laughs> yeah, like I was like, I had to read it two or three times to make sure it said Chicago. Right. <laughs> you know, I was like, that's not like them to get a good player at the trade deadline. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, so, yeah, and so, like, reading a couple more times and kind of getting more understanding of it. And then obviously later in the day, um, you know, one of the pieces they got in that in the uh, they make that trade with the Wizards where they bring in Troy Brown, they bring in Mo Wagner um, and then they flip that. They flip Mo Wagner, get Daniel Tice from mm-hmm. Boston. Um, so obviously, I think, you know, the two biggest teams will we'll, we'll kind of go through them first off. But I definitely think in the East, the Bulls had the best day, though. I love the heat in the last minute snagging Victor Oladipo. I know we'll talk about that a little later. Um, yeah, absolutely. Really, really liked that move for them. Um, but I think in the East, I think it was definitely the Bulls' day. And then the West, I think it was the Nuggets' day. And, we'll, and you know, after we kind of get your quick insight on the Bulls, we'll, we'll dive into the Nuggets to kind of discuss that day as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anytime you add an all-star, it's got to be a good day. Uh, we had talked about on previous shows that we would like to see uh, Vucevic get moved. Um, we had a, some, per, um, some particular landing spots we thought he'd get moved to. Um, but he's a great fit uh, with the Bulls. Um, you've got Levine on the outside there. You've got, you know, you lose a young, you know, a young guy like Wendell Carter, but the bring in of Vucevic, you got to make that trade. You got to make that move. Um, I, I think that that's a great fit. I, and, and I know that we talked about bringing in Tice. Like, I know you're, I know you weren't high on it, but I was like, I, I think that's a good move just for the fact that. He's a guy, another guy with 
playoff experience. He's another guy that you can bring in um, to, to spell Vucevic for a little bit. Um, he can stretch the floor. He does have uh, uh, three-making ability. Um, he gives you size on the inside uh, as a second-tier guy. Um, and it gives you immediate depth there at that position. So I, I like that move. Um, and I like the way the Bulls are heading uh, with those guys on the floor. And I know that you were upset that Markkinen didn't get moved. Um, uh, but, I, I mean, you look at that lineup, man, and, you know, that's a, that's a tough lineup to contend against, you know, uh, uh, with your, your, your five starters. That's a, that's a tough group to put on the floor uh, and, and be competitive. I, I, like, I like what the Bulls did for sure. So I will go ahead and say that um... – when I first heard that it was just straight up Daniel Tice from Wagner, I went, oh, okay. Um, but once I saw that Luke Cornett was in the deal, I was like, all right, cool. Peace. I'm, yeah. da- I'm down for this. Get him the hell out of here. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like, in the, you know, Daniel Tice is obviously a good center. Um, I don't know why the Celtics had to be so selfish and not throw Kemba Walker in the trade, you know, whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean? I don't Come know on. what they were thinking. Jerks. They could at least, yeah, they could at least give you guys Kimba. Yeah. For Joking sure. Aside. <laughs> Joking aside, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you said, like anytime you have two all-stars, there aren't many teams in the NBA right now that can say they have two all-stars. Um, you know, obviously Brooklyn has three, Philly, LA, um, you know, not even, no, Port, not Portland, not Miami. Um, so the list is kind of limited, um, but yeah. You know, at the same point, it's pretty cool that, you know, the Bulls have that now. Like I said, that that pick and roll game with those two should be violent now. Um, yeah, I definitely wanted them to get a, a point guard. Um, I really wanted Lonzo Ball really bad. At the start of the day, it sounded like that was uh, something that could very much happen. And then kind yeah, of fell I, apart at the end. So I, I'm trying to I, – I wish I kind of had – I wish I had some insight into why that fell apart and – um, why they didn't move him after all that smoke, why they wind up not moving him. I, I, I couldn't figure that out. Yeah, I guess what they said was um, after the Bulls made the trade for um, Vucevic, that people said that they were um, they didn't have the draft capital. And I'm like, um, Laurie Marketing's pretty decent draft capital. Uh, yeah, I would here. agree. Um, you know, I understand not wanting to do it straight up. Uh, you know, I would have just been like throw a couple seconds at them. I don't know. Um, yeah, you know, mark marking it in a couple seconds is a pretty good deal. For yeah, for your point guard, you don't know if you're gonna for send your point back. guard. All right. Yeah, so um I was definitely kind of disappointed with that. Um, but I, overall I can't really crap on a bad day. Um, yeah, I was kind of bummed out to see Wendell Carter go, but only you know, it's not like he lived up to the hype, it's not like he is ended up being this really good player. I still think he has a lot of upside. Um, I hope he can unlock in Orlando. Um, uh, but honestly, man, like I really like what Orlando did with their blow up. They got draft capital. Uh, they mm-hmm. got the Bulls pick. They got, uh, I think they got a couple picks from the Celtics. Um, you know, they get rid of Evan Fournier. They get rid of Aaron Gordon. Um, somehow Denver got Gary Clark in that tra- Gary Clark in that trade. I don't know how that yeah. happened. Um, not, but yeah, yeah, man. I think that like it was a pretty good day for them. Um, let's go ahead and talk about. Let's talk about the magic real quick. Like we kind of said so. Okay. We we you know, heard for a couple of weeks that they didn't know if they were they they weren't planning on doing this re, this blow up rebuild. Uh, the conversation was more or less they were kind of saying that they were going to go and get um, you know, get healthy, try to add to the team, and make the playoffs next year. And then they kind of quickly saw that, that wasn't going to be the case. That was going to be pretty hard to do. 
Um, so after that, you know, you kind of see, um, they, you know, they make the Vooch trade first and you're like, okay, yeah, well, you know, I thought they're going to keep anyone. It would be him. Mm-hmm. And then they make the Evan Fournier deal with the Celtics, which, mm-hmm. you know, that's all they, you know, I was kind of shocked at that trade. It was a little weird. Not that like Fournier got moved, but for how right. low he got moved for, yeah. um, you know, a lot of teams could have matched what the Celtics, uh, what the Celtics offered and then some, and then, um, the other one, you know, was obviously Aaron Gordon gets moved, and that was a pretty big haul too. Um, the fact that Orlando got RJ Hampton in that deal, I love yeah, that. that was what I was going to say. Yeah, them getting RJ Hampton out of that, uh, and a, and a uh, and they got uh, a twenty twenty seven protected pick, top five protected pick, and a twenty twenty five first round pick. Like I, yeah, that that was awesome. That I, I don't, I mean, they got it. I for me to me, Orlando got the steal in that for sure. Yeah, not to mention now they're in a situation where, okay, let's say the Bulls end up being, you know, in the playing game and they get eliminated. Okay, it's a late lottery pick, plus you have your current mm-hmm. lottery pick. Um, a situation where they can kind of really stack up on talent. Um, yeah, I mean, I I, I like it. Um, you know, I, I, I'm still pretty high on Markel Fultz. I don't know if he's going to be a star by any means, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think it was a good move for them. So. I'm I'm happy Orlando finally did a smart thing. We haven't seen them do that in a long time. Um, so let's kind of talk real quick about the Denver side of things. Cause like we mentioned, I think they won the West today in the yeah. deadline. Um, you know, getting Aaron Gordon was huge for them. Getting JaVale McGee was a really big move for them. Um, I, I was just really impressed with everything they did. What did you kind of take away from everything the Nuggets did this, this today? Um, to me, it, it felt like they got more athletic. That that yes. was that was the big thing with me. Um, when you're out in the West, you're you're facing all kinds of athletic wings, all kinds of athletic forwards, stretch fives. Um, and I love Jokic. Jokic is is a all star. He's probably going to be top three MVP votings, but he's not the most athletic guy. So when you get you know when you have a guy where you could maybe move possibly move him to the four and make him a stretch four and make, put McGee on the athletic fives, and he's your rim protector. And you also have Aaron Gordon, who also is a six. What's he six ten, six eleven? Like he's six ten in there. He's yeah. another athletic wing guy that you know he may not shoot it very well, but he's athletic enough to go make plays. So I felt like I felt like they got more athletic with what they did as far as bringing in those two guys, as far as being athletes to try to run with the guys in the West. Like I like their moves. Yeah, I did too. Um, so I'm trying to get. I'm basically going through what was just tweets right now to make sure I don't miss anything. Um, mm-hmm. so protected 2025 in the first, in the first round, um, Gary Harris goes in the deal too. So Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and then they get, they got Gary Clark as a throw in, like I said. So, um, mm-hmm. what Denver did with those two moves, I thought was really, really nice. Um, you know, I don't love Aaron Gordon. I've never been shy about that. Um, but being like the third or fourth guy on this team with Jokic, Murray and Porter, is pretty mm-hmm. awesome. I mean, that's an offensive haul right there. Um, Gordon, you know, has shot the three the best of his career so far. Um, but yeah. you know, he's a terrible free throw shooter. Um, he doesn't really have the best touch from the floor overall. Um, obviously, we know he's a dunking machine. So maybe this kind of roll off the ball for him a little more will be really more, a lot more helpful for him. Kind of being like I said, that lower, that lower player in the in the as far as like offensive options. You know, right. the third or fourth option could be huge for him. Um, so, yeah, man, I think, you know, as far as Denver, if there was one team that really set them up the best for the their, their team up the best for the playoffs, 
I would mm-hmm. definitely say was the Nuggets. Um, yeah. You know, like I said, we'll get to it. I love the Heat's move for Oladipo, but they still have this huge uphill battle of like getting out of the play in and being comfortable where they're at. Denver's mm-hmm. comfortable with where they're at and got better. Um, yes, absolutely. You know, like everyone's kind of talking about the Clippers and like, you know, well, now LeBron and AD are out. The Clippers could, are going to be the favorite. And it's like, I don't think they're better than Denver. I, I, don't, I don't think that at all. And we've talked about that before. We've talked about how clunky the Clippers roster is. Uh, and, it, and you look at Denver's roster from top to bottom and who they're playing. I just like their roster fit better. Too. And then you and you add you added two really good athletes, JaVale McGee. Um, I, I really like that pickup for them a lot because I think he's a guy. He's a rim protector. He brings energy. He's a rim protector. He runs the floor outstandingly. He gets to the rim. He dunks. He he, he gives you all kinds of energy. Um, I really like that pickup. And I, I do think that Aaron Gordon will be more successful uh, when he's not the number one guy, when he doesn't have to be the main guy, because I just don't think that's a role he fits in well. Um, but when, like you said, when he's got Porter Jr., He's got Murray. He's got Jokic. You know what I mean? Like, he's got all these guys around him that can lead in scoring, and he can be that fourth, possibly fifth option. I think that's a better fit for him, and and he can just go be an athlete, which I think is what he's best at. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. Um, For everything I say bad about Aaron Gordon, like, I'm not going to take away the fact that he is a really good help defender. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's kind of that situation where, you know, Jokic isn't the best defender by any means, so you can kind of really have this be that guy to kind of help him out more. Um, and, I mean, this Denver team, we all know who they are. We know they're all about scoring buckets, and hopefully mm-hmm. they'll score you. So this adds to that. Uh, kudos to them. I love Mike Malone. Um, I haven't always been high on the Nuggets, but I'm really, I've been really impressed with how, you know, they had that really rough start to the year, and they've really kind yeah. of managed the storm and been consistent. I believe right now, if the playoffs started today, they would be playing the Clippers in the first round. And I think they'd smoke them. I think that they would like, warm them out of the gym. Yeah. yeah, I think I like that matchup for them for sure. Yeah. I, I definitely like that matchup for them. I totally agree. You know what's also awesome about Eric Gordon going to Denver, Ben? Mm-hmm. For the last three days, watching the Celtics not only convince themselves they were getting Aaron Gordon, <laughs> but they were like, oh, man, you know, in the right situation, he's an all-star. And in the right situation, he's a great player. And he is just what they need. And then we're definitely going to get him. And it was like that thing came out where they're like, Aaron Gordon has requested a trade. And it's like the Celtics are emerging as the leading candidate. And it's like Aaron Gordon is rethinking his trade demand. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I said, he said, I said it in haste. He's like, <laughs> I was upset. I don't think I really want to be traded. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, you're going to go to Denver. He's like, all right, cool. Um, so yeah, like the fact that like the Celtics who like everyone was like desperate for to make a move. And once again, we can say Danny Ainge can say we were just this close to getting Aaron Gordon. We were just this close and mm-hmm. they don't. Um, I don't, I don't love the Evan Fournier move for them. No, being honest, um, yeah. I think he's really good. I mean, I think he's good. Uh, he's a good scorer, um, but it's another small forward. Like I was going to say, you have enough of those. Like, yeah. you, you're loaded with those. I don't, I don't know what that move does for them for sure. Yeah, and I get Boston when they put their like big boards together. They go by ball handler, wing, and big. Um, yeah, but like they got enough wings to get dinner at beat ups right now. Like oh, absolutely. Yeah. And they get the extra ones in overtime. I mean, that's yeah, that's no doubt about it. So, um, 
I don't know what, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure what they were, you know, you're full of wings. I don't know. You're full of wings or full of wing scores. So yeah, I don't know. Like that's your strength of your team. And I, it's cool that you like reassure your strength, but you didn't attack your weaknesses. Um, as no. a matter of fact, like you got Mo Wagner and Luke Cornett to be your big men. And like, we've been waiting for the Celtics to have a freaking awesome center for God. It almost feels like since Robert Parrish left. Since the chief. Yeah. We've been waiting since the chief. <laughs> Is the chief coming back? I don't know. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, and we've talked, we've talked about that before. Like, that's the one missing piece they have. They do not have somebody that mans the middle that consistently, who is a rim protector, a defender, and a guy that can get you 15 points and 10 rebounds a game. And that's what they needed. And they failed to do that when they went out and got another wing. And I, you know, I don't know how much Fournier helps them. I mean, it, you know, it, it, and I, and I understand that's what the kind of basketball they want to play. But I just think that if you don't have somebody uh, at least attempt to man the middle, uh, of your defense that you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle mightily. So I, I don't know what that does for them. Um, you know, but I'm, I'm not a big fan of the move. Like I said, you know, they got tons of wings. So, yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit real quick about Toronto. Um, obviously, you know, it felt like as of this morning, Kyle Lowry was out the door. Um, mm-hmm. I thought for sure, like that deal was going to happen. You probably kind of saw like, you know, it was like big that the Sixers were going to get him, and it was a big discussion. He wanted to go back home. That was his preferred destination. And then, you know, they go get George Hill. Um, mm-hmm. And then the Lakers are involved, and it's like, well, this deal is going to involve Taylor Horton Tucker and Kadavis Caldwell-Pope and Dennis Schroeder. And the Lakers are like, well, we don't want to give up Taylor Horton Tucker. And on the other end, the Miami Heat are, like, also in there. And it's like, well, they don't want to give up Tyler Hero. And it's like – <laughs> like yeah, I hold understand. on we had this discussion i know you you were a lowry over hero guy i yeah my thing I is i see what you're saying i'm i get both sides of it um no one wants to rent kyle lowry for two months and not have him back so right. i get it you know kyle lowry kind of you know the i think the report i saw was he wanted to go somewhere where he could sign for a couple more years mm-hmm. totally get it totally respect it um you know, and, and but like, I also understand like wanting to hold on to your assets. You know, the Lakers obviously love Taylor Horton Tucker. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a fan of his game, obviously. Um, but also, like, I would have probably done that deal if I were the Lakers. You know, I understand it doesn't make you better immediately because you don't have your, you know, two of the five best players in the world right now. But once right. those guys come back and you have them in May, you have all three of those dudes in May cooking. Like, that's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's, I was, I was definitely surprised to see Kyle Lowry not be moved. Um, maybe he got another FaceTime by from Drake again. Did you see that? Maybe. <laughs> yes. Um, but they moved Norman Powell to, to, uh, Portland and yep. I love that move for Portland. Yeah. Just all those dudes who can shoot like on the perimeter, like that's, that's a blast. Like that's, that's yeah. fun basketball. Absolutely. Yeah. That was a great move for them. I, you know, as far as the Kyle Lowry thing, I really thought that that a veteran team would pick him up. Um, but you had to look at him, man. Like he's he's what is he thirty five? Mm-hmm. He's thirty five. You know, if you if you, I mean, if you trading for uh, THT, like you you lose an asset, you bring a guy in that you're not sure is going to re-sign next year. Same thing with Tyler Hero. I'm like. 
I'm like, I, I get it. Tyler Hero is not playing like the Tyler Hero from the bubble, but he still has, I believe, a, a, a huge upside, comparatively speaking, to renting a, a Kyle Lowry for two months and him saying, okay, well, I want two years, $35 million. You're like, I'm not paying you $17 million a year. You're 35 years old. I'm not, not going to do that. So then you just kind of rented him. You know, it, with no guarantee of of even you know making the playoffs or going further and winning a championship. So, um, I, I I'm with you. I kind of see both sides of it. I do like Kyle Lowry's leadership. I mean, he's he's a, a decent defender. He's a, a decent shooter. He's he's won a ship. He's he's got leadership qualities and abilities. Um, but I, I don't know if it's worth losing those assets. For a 35-year-old point guard that's probably not going to sign back unless he or he's going to ask for a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, I think right now he's still like 30 million or something. That's like yeah. that. Yeah, he's he's a 30 million guy. Yeah, I, someone said like something and it was I thought it was pretty funny. They're like, if the Lakers get Kyle Lowry, well, DeMar DeRozan then asked for a buyout in San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it. <laughs> yeah. You know, he always talks about how cool it would be to play for his hometown team. And, you know, he's a big Kobe guy. And his best friend would have been there. Like, yeah, why not? Yep. Mm-hmm. I, like, weirdly enough, I weirdly enough saw them play together in person one time, but it wasn't for the Raptors. In 2016, I went to Chicago to see Team USA play in an exhibition before they went over to the mm. Olympics. And they mm-hmm. were both on that team together. That was pretty that's cool. That's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, wow. So. I know you are want to talk about this one. It's obviously a big move. Um, I I love it. But the Miami Heat getting Victor Oladipo is one mm-hmm. thing in love. The other thing is it costs you Avery Bradley and Kelly Olynyk. Like, yeah. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, here you go, two ham sandwiches. <laughs> you're, good. You're, good. you're good to go. You're like, you yeah. sure you don't want more? No, I'm good. Here, let me throw in some mayonnaise. Here you go. You can have it. Fries, you know. What I mean? you know? You want some fries? You good? Extra condiments? Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. nah, this is cool. They're like, nah, we're we're good. You're like, all right. Yeah. Um the the Houston, um, I don't know, man. I I I used to think they were a decent organization. Um they but they used to be they, a decent organization. Yeah, but I I don't understand like not getting assets for for players like like, you couldn't have said, like, oh, yeah, Avery Bradley and Kelly Olenek. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's that's what we want. You're like, like, that's that's all it took? <laughs> like, you know the heat. You know, the, you know Pat Riley had to be looking like, uh, all right. He's like, are you sure we want to sign this paper? <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, getting ready like for, like, like, yeah, for negotiations. Like, Pat Riley's, like, cracking his fingers. <laughs> he sits down to get the paperwork out, and he's like, like, all right, here's our proposal. And they look at it, and they go, him and Spo just go, <laughs> right. You guys are saying that Avery Bradley? Is there one I don't know about? That right. One? <laughs> Did you guys store one in the G League? Like what? what happened? <laughs> Not to mention they got freaking Bielitsa. Like that was the Heat yep. man. That was awesome. Yeah, the, yeah. Bielitsa. I I think he'll he'll fit in well down there too. So I mean, it's he's another guy that can stretch the floor and um, is a big guy can stretch the floor. Uh, Oladipo to me is intriguing. Um, you worry about his injury history. 
But when he's healthy, I mean, gosh, he's 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 an all star. If he, if he stays healthy, he's an all star. He's only going to make that team better. Um, he's another one of those guys. He's kind of in that Jimmy Butler mold. Just plays with a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. He's going to be aggressive. He's going to be you know he's going to be physical. He's going to play hard. Um, and you, when you talk about all the time heat culture, like Oladipo will fit heat culture. Like it's 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 a, almost a perfect fit. Well, not to mention, like he's been pretty open that that's where he wants to be. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, I mean, that's been talked about since the summer. Um, yeah, you know, including playing in a bubble in the fall. He was still talked about Old Depot going to Miami. Um, so yeah, I love it. I think him next to Butler is an awesome fit. They have Goron. Obviously, they have Bam. Defensively, they're going to be filthy. Lights out. Yeah, mm-hmm. not to mention they still have all. They, they didn't lose any of those shooters. They didn't lose Duncan Robinson. They didn't lose. You know, they didn't lose Hero like you mentioned earlier. So it's like. You know, those are fantastic moves for them. I think everything, you know, all the everything down the down the line there, I really liked. Um, like, if you're Houston, how do you not try to get one of those? Yeah, Duncan Robinson or or Tyler Hero. Like, how do you how do you not try to get one of those? They're like the bad car salesman that like makes a deal. He like goes in the break room and he's like, guys, I just made a sale. And they're like, <laughs> cool man, what'd you sell? Like, I sold that souped up Toyota Camry. And they're like cool like what'd you do like how, what'd you sell it for 16 ticket price was 17 so you only lost a thousand you didn't give any 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 negotiations they asked for everything you gave it all to them yeah so that wasn't a good sale <laughs> that's 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 the rockets like that's the rockets that sure is man like i, I couldn't believe that they like, i just couldn't believe that but you know, we we talked about this. You know, uh, um, even with the James Harden trade, you know, uh, you know, you had Tucker earlier, and now Oladipo. Like the Rockets, you know, it, it, there's a difference in doing it the Orlando Magic way, mm-hmm. where you get tons of assets, young players, guys that are going to help your future, and the Rockets who got you know two bags of Skittles. I mean, I, I you know, I <laughs> one of the bags just, is I open. just don't see. Right, and one of the bags is open, and, and the skittles are stale. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, I, you know, it, I just don't understand what they were trying to do there. But um, Oladipo will definitely, I mean, definitely be an asset to that team. Um, defensively, he's he's usually locked in pretty good. Um, offensively, if he's healthy, he he's going to play well. It, I think it kind of takes a little bit of the pressure off of of Drogic because he's been playing injured. I mean, he's been in and out of the lineup throughout the year. Um, so it kind of takes a little bit of that pressure off him, and it takes a little bit of the pressure off Jimmy because um, now they've got a guy who can who can go get buckets. Um, I love Duncan Robinson. I love Tyler Hero. They're just not shot. They're not shot creators. They're shot makers. Oladipo is a shot creator. So um, that move helps all of them all the way around. So, um, yeah, the Heat the heat did really well. And on top, like you said, they, they had a Bielitsa. Um, who's another guy who who can score? The be- it's Belika. I'm sorry. There's, I never get those guys' names right. Um, yeah, I know. But yeah, and that's true too. They gave up Mo Harkless and Chris Silva. Right. I feel like Pat Riley was like, "Who are the dumb teams? I'm gonna make <laughs> some did. money today." Bit me. He's like, ah, who can I pick on today? Let's see. <laughs> yes. He's like, he like walks in. He like puts his rings down. He's like, you guys aren't gonna outsmart me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh man let's kind of touch on a few more deals before we kind of go through some of the other stuff some of the other drama um i want to talk about really quick 
I absolutely love Philadelphia getting George Hill. Um, I do too. Yeah. You know, the talk all day was that they were going to be moving Danny Green and they didn't. And they added George Hill. So, you know, they're trying to get all LeBron's old teammates, I guess. They're playing the Lakers tonight, actually. So (laughs) I probably won't be watching that game for obvious reasons. Oh, Um, brutal. Yeah. So they get George Hill for Tony Bradley, Terrence Ferguson, the Terrence Ferguson is going to New York. Uh, two future second round picks and Austin Rivers goes to OKC as part of a three-way deal. So, you know, getting another ball handler, another guy who can kind of, uh, who's can kind of create his own shot and make things happen for other, for other teammates, putting him with Ben Simmons, you know, it gives you that, like I said, it gives you another ball handler. Gets Ben Simmons more of an opportunity to kind of do what he does best. And that's being the rim cutter and finishing at the rim. Um, just kind of makes that big, you know, George Hill's a decent defender. I wouldn't go as far as to say mm-hmm. he's, you know, He's a yeah, nice he slid off Simmons. the la- he slid off the last couple of years. He's slidden off a little bit. Yeah, um, and on the contrary to what we saw in the NBA Finals, career wise, he is a good free throw shooter. Um, mm-hmm. So getting that move for Philly, I think, really, you know, it's obviously not going to be like, oh, well, that gives him a leg up on Brooklyn by any means. But you know, still, it's a guy you can throw at Kyrie. It's a guy you can throw at James Harden. Um, it's a guy who's been in like big games before. Um, and I think that really helps a ton. I mean, this is a guy who his whole career has played in games that matter, whether it's in yep. Indy or San Antonio or Cleveland, um, even Milwaukee. You know, I know they got eliminated early the both the last two years, but um, yeah, I think this is a good move for them. I think it builds more depth for the guards for the guard position. The fact they didn't give up much to, you know, to lose them either. So when I saw the deal happen, I was like, oh, Austin Rivers is in the deal. He's going to fill. I was like, what is with mm. what is with Doc trading his kid? Like, well, big trades involved with his kid. Like, he just don't like that. He just don't like him. <laughs> like, you got to get away from me. <laughs> they have like another but, brother that he like really likes, and he just doesn't uh, there like must Austin. Be, like, yeah, there must be another brother somewhere. He's just like Austin's just a bad kid. He's like, I, I don't, I don't deal with Austin. Was that like, he's every, like that's what you get for getting me ejected? Right. <laughs> yeah, I think he's the one. Like, you're like. Uh, every time Doc moves, Austin finds his way to him. He's like, why are you here? Like, get away <laughs> from me. He's like, I got to trade him. Get him out of here. <laughs> uh, but the the really crazy thing about the Austin Rivers to OKC, and I read this today uh, from uh, Bobby Marks. Uh, shout out ESPN Bobby Marks. Oklahoma City now has 34, 34. draft picks yeah. over the next seven drafts. 17 first round, 17 second. You know that you only carry 15 on a roster, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> that's crazy. It's crazy how many draft picks they have. Yeah. But, yeah, to get back to the George Hill move, um, I think the best thing about that is, like, what you said. Um, it gives Ben Simmons the ability to be a slasher um, and, and get to the rim and, and be able to create things on, on by off the ball moves and cutting and doing those types of things. Um, George Hill is a, is a leader. He's a veteran. He's a guy that's been in the fire. Um, he's been in battles, playoff games. He's got tons of experience. Uh, and he's a guy that, that kind of, he can steady the ship when things are going crazy. Uh, and that's, you know, if you look back at typical, uh, Doc Rivers teams, he always has that between Chris Paul, um, you know, I'm trying to think of the other point guard he had. Uh, I can't think of it right now, but he always has a guy on the floor that's kind of like a floor general who leads the team. And that and George Hill can do that for sure. He's, he is that guy. So 
Yeah, Rondo uh, is definitely like that, that in Boston, and like. Yep, Rondo. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's always got guys there on the floor that are are four generals as far as being being able to lead the team. So George Hill is definitely a, a good pick for them. Um, I, I like that move, and I, I like I said, anytime you can stock draft picks, uh, you pick up Austin Rivers for OKC, but all those draft picks are going to turn into trade potential. Are going to turn into ways to move up in the draft, ways to move guys around. So they've got a lot of equity, um, you know, unlike the Rockets, Oklahoma City showing that how it's done to get stock draft picks, get players, um, and, and keep their team young and and, and um, build on what they've got. So, yeah, there's no – I don't think they realize, so back to the Rockets, that, like, there's no Russell Westbrook to trade John Wall for at this point. Like, there's no one you no. can match that contract with. Like, Phoenix is nope. not going to let Chris Paul log out the door because they are terrific. And Not a chance. Yeah, and, like, Russell Westbrook's not coming back. Like, there's no other, like, miserable contract that you can move him for. And so and, it's like – he's got a lot of years left, too, doesn't he? Like, he – Yeah. He's got, like, four years, maybe, five years left yeah. on that contract. I mean, it's awful. That contract's the, awful. Yeah. You know, that's, so that's know something where, like, they're putting him in a situation they're going to buy him out or move him, and yep. that's terrible. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the more we talk about the Rockets, the more I realize how much they suck. Oh, gosh, it's terrible. It's yeah. awful. It's like a car wreck. You can't turn away. Like, you look, and you're like, oh, I shouldn't be looking at that. You just keep looking, and you're like, I got to stare. Yeah. You just keep staring at it. It's bad. All right, so. I want to talk about one last good move before we kind of get into some of the trades that make us go, huh? And um, mm-hmm. I want to talk about the fact that I absolutely love the Dallas Mavericks getting JJ Redick. Luka mm. Doncic is going to have that guy in the corner. He could just like drive and dish to like, give that to me. As better sign an extension, JJ, just stay there. Yeah. You, just you, stay. You, don't, you don't have a lot of work you got to do, man. Just catch and shoot because yeah. you're going to get looks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, he needs to go ahead and sign another three-year deal, sit in the corner, make threes, do what you do. Uh, you're going to have Luca throwing you the ball. You're going to have uh, Crispy. You're going to have the unicorn out there, you know, in the post throwing you the ball. Uh, I, I love that move. You know, I, 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 I don't know if people respect J.J. Reddick's ability enough, um, but he is, he is a tremendous – guy who not only is he able to you know move around and he's basketball smart so he knows where to be on the floor when guys are doing what they're doing but he's a tremendous shooter i mean he he is he's been a guy that that's that's helped teams you know win games he's been a guy that uh shoots the ball consistently a 40 percent three-point shooter free throws are always clutch um jj reddick is, is a is a very very good pickup for the mavericks yeah so, all right. So Terrence Davis goes to Sacramento. Um, Toronto, obviously, you know, Matt Thomas goes to Utah. You know, Toronto's just kind of stocking up there. I know they bring Rodney Hood in that in that Norman in that deal for Norman Powell. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, I didn't realize that the Sixers are also getting Brad Zekas in the trade. Yes. So interesting. But like, you know, those moves aren't, you know, they're meh. I'm gonna tell you a move that sucks. And it's honest, man. So the more I read it, the more I hate it. Okay. And that is the Hawks trade with the Clippers between Rajon Rondo and Lou Williams. So first one of one of one, I was like, eh, whatever, you know, uh, I don't think Rondo is very good anymore. Anytime people talk about playoff Rondo, look at his teammates that he's throwing the mm-hmm. ball to in these plays, um, you know, whatever, except for the bulls, the bulls is like his one excuse where it's like that year at the bulls, 
where he played really well before he got hurt. Like his best, you know, he had Jimmy Butler, who was obviously incredible, but I think their mm-hmm. second best player was like, I don't know, Rondo. And then Dwayne Wade right. was like, you know, then the Wade were, yeah. So this trade, not only do they make this, make this deal, I also found out that the Clippers are also sitting two future second round picks. They are. Why did you let the uh, Hawks fleece you like that? Yep. They're sitting a 2023 second round and a 2027 and cash. That's a Bulls move. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seems like I've been there. I've seen it. I know what that is. That's a Bulls move. What are you guys doing? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit o- over our group text. Uh, and we've also talked about it uh, before we got on here. Um, I, I, I'm not really sure what the Clippers are trying to do with picking up Rajon Rondo. I think they're I, – I, here's what I th- – I think they're trying to replicate his magic uh, from from previous years. Um, but, you know, you already have a guy like Rajon Rondo. Um, you know, I don't I don't know what they get out of picking him up. I, I really don't. I, You know, Lou Williams to me is – is more of an asset because he's just a scorer. Yeah. Um, Rajon can create plays, but can he still do what he can do? You know, what he did in previous years? I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't, once again, it's a part of the Clippers being a clunky roster and then you add more clunk to it. So I, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. All right. Let's just go ahead and go through this because one, I don't necessarily, I'm not mad about it because I hate the Clippers. I like watching them just like shoot themselves <laughs> in the foot. Um, it's awesome. It's great. Like, keep doing it, actually. So, first things first. They trade for Rajon Rondo, who once again was hurt this year for a little bit. You know, shocking. He's been hurt a lot. Yeah. He's played 27 games this year. He's mm-hmm. averaging about 15 minutes a game. So, you know, backup point guard stuff, sure, whatever. He shoots 40% from the floor. He only takes about 1.73 as a game, shoots about 38%. Like, that's fine, but doesn't shoot enough for me to be like, ooh, impressive. Right. Picks and chooses. Take a while, guess what shoots on the free throw line? Oh, never mind. He doesn't get there. Yeah. Literally this year, he's averaging 0.1 free throw attempts a game. No. He don't shoot any free throws. Nope. He averages two rebounds a game. He has three and a half assists a game. And he's putting up 3.9 points a game. And don't even look at his advanced stats because they're even worse. Um, <laughs> you know, and people are like, well, you know, you just got to get through the regular season and you get playoff Rondo. And like, if you want to give me Celtics playoff Rondo, cool. I'll give it to you. He was awesome. I mean, there was a series where he outplayed LeBron James in Cleveland. Not going to take it away from uh, him. I'll give it to you. Yeah. So, okay. New Orleans. He goes there for a year. He's got Boogie and AD, who at the time before Boogie got injured, was a top 10 player in the league. We all know who AD is. Okay, yeah. That can make a guy look very good. So he goes to the Lakers. They won the title last year. He's He has a spot through situation where he's really good. Playing with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Okay. And look, if you want to say here, your counter-argument to me is going to be, well, Kawhi and Paul George. It's like, have you guys seen this playoff history of Paul George? Playoff P is actually pretty terrible. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so like, I don't know what he does for them. Uh, basketball IQ, he's great. Like, you know, I definitely have like seen the, see the road where everyone's like, Rajon Ron is going to be a coach one day in the NBA. 
I agree. I think like that's why QIC is terrific. But when they play, you know, Denver, is he going to be able to stay in front of Jamal Murray? No. Like, no. Let's say they get matched up against the Lakers and they're healthy. Like, is he going to be able to keep in front of Dennis Schroeder? No. No. Like, Phoenix, obviously, we know him and Chris Paul, like, don't like each other. It's pretty wide open. You don't think Chris Paul is going to, like, take out his, like, vendetta vengeance like he did on James Harden in the All-Star game? Absolutely. Like, no. He's going to want to beat the Clippers because it's his former team and he hates Rajon Rondo. So, (laughs) like, you know, it's just – he's a bottom of the rotation guy. He he does nothing. Um, I just – I don't know, like – it's this true, and like honestly, on the other end of it, I don't necessarily love Lou Williams going to Atlanta. I get it. I think you know, as far as like space in the floor, uh, but now that DeAndre Hunter's back, who I'm like mm-hmm. incredibly high on. Like you're, you're. Yeah. I'm not gonna really ever say bad things about DeAndre Hunter. I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, he's uh, tough. But you know, this almost felt like it was like the, the you know the, the Clippers group met like Balmer, Ty, Ty Lou, and the front office sat down. They're like, all right, guys. It's time to move Lou. You know, he's been really good for our franchise. We should really trade him somewhere. He'll be happy. And Ty Lue was like, what, like Atlanta? And they're like, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Call them now. <laughs> they're like, perfect. <laughs> yes. Lou was probably, they're like, probably like, Lou, man, we had to move you. All right. Yeah. But we're sending you to Atlanta, and Magic City has already set up your VIP for the next week. <laughs> you start dancing automatically. He's like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. That's all, I saw one of my all-time favorite, like, company tweets, because I always love when, like, Wendy's, like, digs at people. Like, oh, I yeah. think with, like, the Tampa Bay Rays, and then we're having a Twitter war, and they're like, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll respond to you, but we figured you took your starting picture out in the middle of that tweet. Like, I was like, I love that shit. <laughs> yeah. So, B-Dubs <laughs> tweeted already. They said, hey, Lou Will, welcome to the Hawks. Um, lemon pepper wings on us for free. Oh wow! <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yep, zinger, love we, it. We in it. <laughs> yeah, and like the Hawks have played well. I mean, I know they yeah. are. They blew a big lead against the Clippers the other night. They're the fourth seed in the East at like a game or two over five hundred. So mm-hmm. you know, it's not like there's something to write home about by any means. Um, gives them some bench scoring. You know, I thought for sure they'd move Cam Reddish somewhere today. Um, yeah. Uh, he probably just needs another change of scenery. I don't know. Maybe yep. he's just not good. Like he wasn't, he was like, uh, yeah. he was the worst of the three at Duke and he's definitely struggling in the NBA. Like Deandre Hunter has been leaps and bounds better than him. So yep. maybe, maybe it's just, maybe he's just a he's role a, player for his rest. Yeah. Of his maybe life. he's like, just a role player. The biggest thing out of that is that you got draft equity. Yes. That's, that's the, that's the biggest thing for sure. And you didn't lose John Collins today. And you didn't lose John Collins, which is a win. Yeah. Which is definitely a win. For sure. Um, so when people are like, well, this makes the Clippers the Western Conference favorite. No, it doesn't Ooh. because their guards are still Pat Beverly and Rajon Rondo. Who at some point are going to fight. Yeah. Like tomorrow. <laughs> first day of practice. Get, yeah. First day of practice. They're going to get into it. I, mark my word. There, there will be somebody will drop a, a, a tweet. Reliable sources. Pat Beverly, Rajon Rondo, fist fight. Had to be broken up by by a uh paul paul george like you, you're gonna get that you're gonna get that here soon you mark my word paul george and the claw had to break them up they were going at it intense I, practice i take rondo in that fight i'm not gonna lie oh yeah yeah rondo's got hands yeah 
So yeah, Rondo's got hands. That squad's going to be obviously Kawhi Paul George is nice. Serge Ibaka's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it's like Pat Bev, Marcus Morris, Rajon Rondo. Zubach is up and down. I think he's really, yeah. I can't say he hasn't played well. Um, you know, but whatever. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. It's just, I don't feel like this makes the Clippers closer to winning a title. No. Their, but, their roster is still clunky. Yeah. So with that being said, um, let's kind of go to some of the guys who didn't get moved today. Some of the, uh, who are looking at, like looking in the eyes of the buyout world. And mm-hmm. how is Andre Drummond a buyout candidate? How did someone not make a trade for him? I think I we forgot know, that he's like really good. Like he's the best defender in the, I mean, I should say best defender. I'm sorry. He's the best rebounder in the world. And someone's yeah. going to get him for like $600,000 for the rest of the year. Yep. Like, yeah, I, I, I think that's exactly what happened. Like um, without LeBron being in Cleveland, it becomes the land of obscurity. Yeah. So when you kind of go Literally. there. Literally. You know, JaVale McGee, of course, you know, everybody knows his talent. I, I think people forget how good Andre Drummond is. Um, so it's, you know, like you said, somebody's going to get him for like 600 grand for the rest of the year. Um, and, and he's going to make the that team, whoever he goes to, is going to get instantly better. Lord forbid he goes to the Nets. Like if he if he signs with the Nets, like I, it's it, that's a hard that'll be a hard hard thing to choose them not win the championship if you've got the big three plus a drumming like it, it replaces that defensive guy that you lost in allen you replace him with a drumming who's going to give you 20 and 15 every night like man that that's just that's just dumb that's real dumb so uh, i don't know i uh i don't know how somebody didn't go get him though yeah, so it seems like the, kind of the big conversation for him is either Brooklyn or Los Angeles with the Lakers. And either one of those, I think, really is like, you know, for the Lakers, it's win-win. Um, oh, absolutely. Everyone, like, talks like, like Marcus Saul's been terrible for them. That blows my mind. Um, yeah. Because, you know, that's the rib protector they didn't have. They don't have anymore with JaVale and Dwight going. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Montrezl Harrell's been really good in his role there, so you can kind of keep him mm-hmm. in that situation. You know, to put more pressure on him. Uh, Marcus Saul can kind of play a little bit back, back for more of a role. And you actually have a big man rotation. Um, yep. And the other thing too, is like, those are three dudes you can play in a playoff series. You don't have to sit one of those Absolutely. guys out. You can keep those legs fresh. And, you know, as far as like when you get AD back, like those guys on the boards together, um, obviously yeah. LeBron still being a very good rebounder and, you know, Dennis Schroeder being so long, like it's pretty awesome. Um, again, yeah. I'm not saying he's going to the Lakers. That's not my point. But when you think about it on paper and you talk about it out loud and you just see like how crazy that is. And even, like you said, Brooklyn's that way too with Harden, Kyrie, you get KD back. Um, you don't have to worry about playing Jeff Green in crunch time. You don't have to worry about playing DeAndre Jordan in crunch time. You don't have to th- worry about like Blake Griffin, like playing too many minutes. Um, right. Yeah. And obviously him and Blake Griffin have played together in the past. Uh, apparently mm-hmm. he's like really good friends with Anthony Davis from what I understand, uh, what I've read. So yeah, yeah there's a lot to be, ex- you know, it's, it's going to be interesting these next couple of weeks, but oh, yeah. Yeah. And then LaMarcus Aldridge. So Spurs and him agreed to a buyout. Mm-hmm. I think he gave back seven and a half mil is what I read. I think so. Yeah. His is interesting to me because a lot of people are like, well, Miami and a lot of people are like Portland. I still think the Phoenix Suns are the perfect spot for him. Hmm. Okay. 
I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I I kind of agree with you on that. Like, I, I think I think Phoenix is is a team that that if you if you have a Lamarcus Aldridge, um, like you said, there's something about having a center rotation that's reliable, uh, especially for Western Conference teams because you're going to be playing so many good big men. So you got to have a guy there that's going to be able to defend. You got to have a guy that's going to be able to give you some points, and you got to have a guy that doesn't have to log 40 minutes a night. So if you if you're able to, you know, go, you know, 35 and 25 with Aldridge and Aiden, like that's that's pretty that's pretty good. I mean, I, I like my I like my chances with that. So and on top of that, I mean, Aldridge, I'm not saying he's a stretch stretch four or five, but I mean, he definitely can hit that 18, 19 foot jump shot. He's got a nice post game. He's got a turnaround jump shot game. He's got different elements to his game that will he'll give them a lot more options post scoring wise. So uh, Phoenix would be a great fit for them. Also, he's not a he's not a terrible passing big man. I mean, he he's able to see the floor well, uh, and you've got Chris Paul and Booker out there ready to shoot it. So I, I like I like that fit. Even even Portland is the same kind of mold. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be the same thing. So. Uh, either one of those, I, I think, would be uh, a benefit for either team that got them, Phoenix or Portland. Yeah, and the other name is, um, it looks like, with the Chicago-Orlando deal, it looks like Otto Porter is going to more than likely be bought out. Um, it hasn't yeah. been confirmed, but it seems like that's kind of the thinking that everyone, like, people are reporting. Um, look, I like Otto Porter. Um, I think, you know, he's a good rotation player. He just, mm-hmm. you know, when he came out of Georgetown, he didn't live up to the hype. And, you know, he was a top yeah. five pick. This isn't to say he's a bad NBA player, but it means he's a good rotation player. I think for a stretch, like, past couple of years, he was the Bulls' best player before Levine kind of kicked in the gear. Um, mm-hmm. So he's definitely someone who serves, who's valuable to a team. It's like, that's a guy that when trade, when the trade deadline is going on, I mean, when, like, teams are looking to kind of build their team and get guys who can help them down the stretch, like, he's going to be in the top of a lot of teams, a lot of teams' rosters. So Absolutely. I'm trying to pull up his his numbers real quick. So this year has not, you know, kind of not been the best. Um, like I said, he kind of had the COVID thing. He's only played about 25 games. And, you know, but four three-point chances a game, shooting 40%. Last mm-hmm. year, you know, shot 38% the year before. Uh, right after the Bulls traded him, he shot 49% from three. So, you know, you're getting a career 40% three-point shooter. You know, he can kind of, you know, pick and pop. He can spot He can, can, can spot up. He can take pull it up off the dribble. Um, he has like a lot of different options there. So again, I know it's super easy to say these two teams, but I have a hard time believing Brooklyn, and the Lakers are not going to be trying to get him from like one or the other. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. I mean, he, like you said, he's a career 40% shooter from three. Uh, he's a, he's a over above average defender. Um, he's a guy that, that hits shots. Um, like you said, he's kind of the ultimate role player, you know, a guy that can come in and give you 20 minutes and it's not going to kill you. I mean, he's not a, he's not a defensive liability. Um, he can hit shots. Uh, and he's a guy that, that, uh, will, will expand your roster for sure. I, I don't, I don't see why a contender would not go after him, uh, because he's only going to make your bench better. Um, so yeah, I, I like Otto Porter. I've always liked Otto Porter. I, I've always thought that he was a guy that, that, um, he's kind of like that, like that glue guy because mm-hmm. he can do a little bit of everything. Well, he's not going to wow you. He's not going to do all kinds of different things. Like 
you know, he's definitely athletic. He's definitely, uh, he, you know, definitely can shoot. Uh, he can get to the basket, but um, he's just a role player guy. I mean, and I think that that's on a team, on a contender. I think that that's what you kind of need that you got to have those guys, you know, for every Kawhi Leonard, you have a, you know, you have a Pascal Siakam who did his, did his job. And, you know, when they won their championship, you know, you know, even with, in the Lakers, you have LeBron and AD, but you also had role players like Rondo last year. Um, um, the Morris twin was was huge for them last year down the stretch. Kuzma was big down the stretch. So you got to have those guys. And I think Otto Porter is that kind of guy. I think he can he can help a team win ball games. Yeah, absolutely, man. So I think that those three are obviously going to have a good market. Um, I think, you know, that's it's going to help some team out really big down the stretch. Not a Porter hasn't had a situation yet really where he's been on a winning team. He played in Washington. He played in Chicago. So it's like, mm-hmm. not like he's had that, that taste of the victory as all. So, all right, let's kind of, we've talked about just about everything. Um, I know we didn't spend a ton of time on Brad Wanamaker going to the Hornets. Nope. But I was excited. That, that kind of, that kind of made me excited when I heard that, but no, it didn't. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I really <laughs> Didn't move the needle for me. That's a no for me, kid. Yeah, it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> um, overall, winners and losers of the trade deadline. Winners, the Chicago Bulls. Absolutely. The Denver Nuggets. Absolutely. The Miami Heat. Absolutely. Losers, the Toronto Raptors. Correct. The Kings. Yes. They're still going to have to play Hosan Whiteside for 25 minutes a game, baby. They sure are. And of course, the Clippers. Yes. And the Lakers, because they were in a Kyle Lowry and couldn't get them. And the Rockets, who are just awful all around. Yes. Matter of fact, I'm looking at the Bleacher Report. Oh, the Rockets graded out at an F. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's so bad. So, so bad. Poor Rockets. Poor. Yeah. Oh, man. If Chris Paul just doesn't get hurt in game tell you six, what, man. I tell you five. what. I tell you what, man. Just changes the whole momentum of the franchise. Just unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-mm-mm. But hey, man, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, this was a lot of fun kind of going through the trade deadline. Thanks for filling in. Um, obviously, we're oh, waiting absolutely. for Sean to get back because he's resting. Uh, we can't wait to have you back, man. Um, but trade deadline day is one of my favorite days of the year. So if you get a chance, I know we put up a lot. We've been putting up a lot lately. We've been super busy. So yesterday we put up our Sweet 16 preview where we gave some betting odds. And we also kind of talked about the teams we're most confident to win the title, obviously Gonzaga, and like our teams we're least confident in. And then we did our stereotypes of bracket people who always kick your ass in bracket pulls in the office. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Uh, we enjoyed Hilarious. it. <laughs> yeah. So check that out. Um, you know, obviously next week we got to get ready for the final four. I, it's just so crazy that the Elite Eight ends on Tuesday night. I know. I know. Isn't that, isn't that nuts? Yeah, we got freaking opening day for baseball on Thursday, and the Final Four – I mean, the Elite Eight ends Tuesday night, and the Final Four starts on Saturday, and it's like – I I don't know how to do yeah. So we're closer and closer to the national champion. Um, one shining moment is not too far away. And then right after that, we got NBA playoffs because we got six weeks left of the season after that. And I'm kind of expecting LeBron James and his hyperbaric chamber is probably going to be back. Like, I don't know if the Lakers lose again tonight next week. So, oh, yeah. If, if they lose again tonight, yeah, he'll be back on Monday. He'll be like, I, I feel good, guys. Let's roll. 
Yeah. All of a sudden, he's like doing the Kobe thing where he's wearing the super high top sneaker. Uh huh. Yep. (laughs) Well, then, always a pleasure, man. Appreciate it. Can't wait to get to going for shot callers next week. Um, Everyone, thank you all for tuning in. Have a great night. Give us those reviews, and we will talk to you soon. Absolutely. See you.